the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague Jade Warshaw. We're here for you this hour, America. It's a free phone call to jump in, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Jade, looking fabulous as always today. I try, Ken. You, you, sir, are looking quite dapper yourself. All right, very nice. Enough of the uh, niceties. You ready right. to help these fine Let's folks? Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Marissa joins us in Annapolis, Maryland. Marissa, how can we help? Hi, um, I just want to say thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to make it known I'm brand new to all your teachings. Literally last night I was gifted um, by two of my really good church friends with uh, Financial Peace, and um, I actually just got set up for um, George's class. That's great. I just had my first lesson. Well, that's fun. You're going to love George, by the way. It's going to be great. So we're glad to have you on the show. What's going on? Yeah, so... um, my question is, how do I zero in on the type of job I should be looking for? And just to give a little background, I just graduated with my master's. Um, I have an undergraduate degree in communication studies. Mm-hmm. I got my master's in community-based education and leadership. And I just feel like I have no idea what opportunities I should be pursuing or what opportunities would fit me. Okay. Well, I think we need to pull back from opportunities first because that is focused on what you see directly in front of you, and that could be very intimidating. Let's just talk about why you got into that direction because those are very, very specific areas of opportunity connected to those majors. So is that the space you want to be in, the type of work you want to be doing? I mean, yes. I'm honestly pretty open to anything, which is hard. Even going into college – Um, I was a student athlete. I played softball um, in college and going into college, I was still super unsure of what I wanted to pursue when it came to education. But in communications and the master's program I um, did, I, I did enjoy it. And I see myself going into that direction for sure. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is I want to know how passionate you were maybe about a problem or a group of people attached to a problem because all work is either solution-based or desire-based. In other words, uh, I'm giving a solution to a problem or I am meeting someone's desire. And so what you've got to do is is when you're looking for ideas and how to pick a direction, it all needs to be connected to two specific things. One is, what is that problem or desire that's connected to a people group that I go, I want to work to be a part of that? And then secondly, where does my unique talent, my abilities to come in and be a part of that problem? That's where we ideate. And I just have done this so much. I got a feeling, Marissa, that you have a couple of ideas that are at the top of your mind. They kind of float up there whenever you think about, what is it that I really want to try? Is that true or false? That that's definitely true. All right, give me give me the top one or two. So I would say the first one is I want to be able to help people um, that voices aren't typically heard, um, hmm. whether that's high school students, college students, whether it's um, more of the older generation. I just have a passion for helping people in any sort of circumstances. All right, now let's be more specific. Okay. When you said their voices aren't heard, go deeper. 
Go a couple level levels deeper and don't worry about how it sounds. It's just me and Jade. Okay? What what what, okay. what what are the problems of those people? What 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 has happened to them? What is their circumstance that pulls your heart in? Be more specific. You can give me a couple examples if you want. Yeah. Um, so once again, being a student athlete, um, I feel like a lot of people have their own like stigmas or their own perceptions on what it is to be um, an athlete, uh, whether that's high school, college, professional, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And I feel like a lot of the times, yes, our voices can be heard. But a lot of times they're overlooked, um, whether that's with, um, well, from my personal experience, academics, mental health, um, stuff in that area. Um, mm-hmm. So this and, is coming from your own journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, So who helped also, you? Who helped you overcome some of those challenges? Mindset stuff, academic stuff, maybe a coach overlooking something. You didn't feel you were getting a shot. Who helped you? Yeah, I would definitely say the people in my community when it comes to, like, my church. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of my closest friends. Her name's Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually pursued me into knowing who Jesus was, mm-hmm. and that definitely set my the base of my life and um, how I overcame a lot of things when it came to being rooted in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, through that or Good. my mentors, um, when I did this, I was a part of this group called Young Life. So those are the people sure. that helped me the most. So here's what I'm hearing. And the times where I needed it. So what I'm hearing is, is that you've always had an interest in communication. You're probably pretty good at communicating. You're certainly good on the air, Mm -hmm. but you have the ability to connect with people. And if I went and talked to people who know you really well, they would say Marissa's always been good at connecting with people. She's, She's good at communicating. And I think you have a heart for people who feel a little bit lost, a little bit down. They've got some self-worth stuff going on, whether it be mental or emotional. Uh, and, and you want to be that guide to help them see themselves as they should see themselves and believe in themselves and overcome that hurdle. That's what I'm hearing. How does that sound to you when, when I repeat it back to you? Yeah, I would say that's pretty spot on. All right. So... I'm sitting next to a former D1 athlete who competed at a high level, okay? And and the reason I want to bring you in here, Jade, is because I, I, I want to hand the baton to you because I see a potential coach mm-hmm. that we're talking to, a teacher, a guidance counselor, yeah. maybe a therapist. I see the heart of a coach, regardless of the profession. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? I agree. It almost sounds like you want to come in and be sort of a liaison or some sort of a a counselor for a team or for a group of folks. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what that look, looks like. I don't know if that's you coaching a team and you just have those qualities that you offer as a coach um, and it's just part of who you are as a coach or if it's something where you're approaching teams and saying, hey, um, here are likely some problems that your teammates are facing. I'd love to come in, mm. just do a little workshop, do something to where you're meeting those people where they're at and you're offering that value um, to the team as a whole because a healthy team is going to be yeah. a more successful team. I love that. So that's really interesting. I love it. So Marissa, I've got a homework assignment and a gift for you. The homework assignment is I want you to seek out a teacher, any level, I don't care what level, uh, a guidance counselor, a, a therapist counselor, uh, coaches, and I want you to spend time with them and talk about the ins and outs of what they do, what they love, what they don't love, uh, and, and just see what your heart begins to select. 
And I think that's the process you need. I'm going to give you my book, The Proximity Principle, which will help you with that specifically. And then my assessment, the Get Clear Assessment, you need to take that. I think it's going to further help you define Mm -hmm. some ideas. Thank you, Marissa. You're you're, you're an athlete. You're a champion. Believe that. You're going to find your path. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. So we have people tune into every episode of this show, and uh, they all know the stuff we teach about money, but they're still feeling stressed out, stuck behind that eight ball of debt, if you will. Why? Because knowing what to do with your money isn't enough. You have to do something about it. Personal finance is 80% behavior and only 20% head knowledge. And the proven way to change your behavior is by taking Financial Peace University. This class is different because um, we we, we, we walk you through the step-by-step interactive way to win. And it's the difference between trying to get in shape on your own versus hiring a personal trainer. You'll have a coordinator holding you accountable and other people in the class cheering you on. That's why this class has worked for millions of people. After nine weeks, you'll never handle money the same way again. Don't just listen to the show. Commit to doing what we talk about mm. on the show to win. Join an FPU class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. I think I'm like week five or six uh, coming up Wednesday night, uh, it'll be uh, Lesson 6, actually. Uh, oh, the wow. The class that I'm coordinating. You just wrapped up another class. I did. And I know George's George is about ready to start. He's about ready to start. Okay. So very fun stuff. Personal trainer. There you go. <laughs> That's the only time I'll be compared to a personal <laughs> trainer. All right. We'll just leave it Shoot at Shoot your shot, that. Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Jade. Uh, Avery's up next in Philadelphia. Avery, how can we help? Hey, um, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I feel like I, I have a uh, kind of a unique situation, um, and I listen to you guys regularly, so I might have an idea of where we're going to, you know, what you'll say. But <laughs> basically, I have a student loan, um, student loan debt that's 17, and then I had just bought a truck, and I have a car loan that's 50000 So right now, I've, I have no interest on anything um, because the car loan, I'm paying it off. I'll have it paid off in four years, and there's zero interest on that. And then the student loan, because of the student debt stuff with Biden and or whatever, um, that's there's no interest there. Um, for now. Now, 
for now, correct. I have all, I have the money in the bank, and I could pay off and be debt-free today. Why don't you? Um, so there's no interest, or, and the next thing I want to do in life is, is buy a house. Um, so the money that I have, you know, I have all that money in the bank. Yeah, but I'm, you're you know, not going to, you wouldn't buy a house while you still have all of this debt laying around, right? That well, feels like a recipe for yeah, well, stress. Yeah, so my kind of my the reason I guess for the call is because there's no interest. It's not costing me anything. I guess there's no interest occurring on sure on it is. Lo- you know, on the debt. What's uh-huh. your combined payment on the truck and the student loans? Uh, the trucks eleven hundred, and then um, the student loan that's, is say three hundred. Hey, all right, so that's fourteen hundred. That's what it's costing you. <laughs> it's costing you fourteen hundred dollars a month in payments. That's what it's costing you. And it's costing you right now to have to choose between paying off this debt or doing something you really, really want to do, which is buy a house, it sounds like. So that's what that's the cost right there. So okay. So your move would be go debt free today. Um, and that would take my, you know, and I'd, I'd have money to survive, obviously, but No, no, bro. So, whoa, so whoa, exactly whoa, whoa, whoa. you would have fourteen hundred dollars more per month in your budget. The Correct. minute you pay it off, you just got a $1,400 a month raise. Do you not understand that? I, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. So let's walk, let's walk it through so you can kind of understand the method behind the madness. Because I know for you, you're like, these people are crazy. Let me tell you what it means. Okay, so you said you've got the 17000 of student loan debt, 50000 in cars. And what, what was the third debt? There's no third debt. Okay, it's just those two. And how much money total do you have laying around in savings? Um, Also, I want to know about non-retirement investments. Do you have anything like that? Um, So basically, um, for the the investment, I put in um, $500 a month towards like a Roth IRA. Okay, that's retirement Um, investing. Do you have any non-retirement? I'm just trying to see how much cash you have laying around or um, money you can get to. No, I don't do any um, other investment other than that. Okay, so how much total cash do you have sitting around? Um, basically, so if I did it all, I would have like ten thousand left over. No, how much so, cash right yeah, now do you have yeah. sitting around? I think it's like say seventy thousand dollars. Seventy thousand dollars. Look at that! She My almost dog. raised her voice. She almost raised her Look, voice. Look, no, I'm excited because you're going to be debt free. Yeah. Okay. You've got $67,000 of debt and you've got $70,000 in cash, which means we're going to set aside right off the bat. Here's what I'm doing here. I'm working through our baby steps. So I'm setting aside $1,000 right off the bat just as a just quick emergency fund. It's not the be all end all. It's just for a moment because you're going to use the rest of that money to pay off your debt and then you're still going to have $2,000 left over to put to add to that savings so that over time, you can make it three to six months of savings and think how quickly you're going to stack that up because you just cleared up all of this money in payments, $1,400 a month in payments you've just cleared up. So think how quickly you're going to stack back to three to six months of emergency fund. Maybe you want to stack back the 70K. I don't know. And then after that, we're going into baby step 3B, which is saving for that down payment for a house. Now, with all of your income cleared up, no more debt, you could save this up so fast and then you go into home ownership and it's like, oh, I can breathe. 
I don't have this debt weighing down on me. Who cares if it's 0% interest? It's still a weight, you know, tied to your ankle, mm-hmm. right? What, what, what do you Correct. think about this, Avery? Well, the, yeah, I, I'm, it's kind of unique. And I've now long time listener and, uh, my dad and I, you know, he got me into Dave Ramsey and all that. Um, I, I guess it's like the way I look at it. And this is why I wanted to get your perspective is mm-hmm. because there's no, there's no interest. It's not costing me. Look, oh look, gosh, Avery, it is. It's Avery. costing you $1,400 a Avery, month. Avery. All right. Let's go back to what, let's go back to where Jade left off. You've been listening to us for a long time. So you know what the baby steps are. Yeah. But okay. Ken, the problem is he wants to keep this debt. Of course. Well, he wants, yeah, he, he wants, yeah, he wants the safety of the house. He wants all that right now. Avery, if you want to keep your debt, we can't help you. Yeah, I guess it's, I guess That's my hesitation is, is, is doing, you know, I guess writing that. that big no, no, check. yeah, 100%. Then, then Avery, be, Avery. Yeah, then I would be clear. Avery, you're scared to let go of the 70,000 or 67 or whatever it is, 68 right now and only have two or $3,000 in your emergency it, fund. But listen, how many months is it going to take you to save up three to six months expenses? What's your take home? Give it to me real quick. Um, I work for myself, so it kind of depends, but just say roughly I'm bringing in, so I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, great. Okay. So three to six months of that, if with this new $1,400 raise, you're going to give yourself as, as Jade walked you through this, you're going to be able to save up for that quickly. Then you have nothing to worry about. You have a very healthy emergency, fund. then you save for the house, Mm -hmm. but you still got all that margin. $1,100 truck payment on a depreciating asset. Someone has sold you. Uh, what is really just bad math about, well, it's 0% interest. You're getting this money for free. But your truck is depreciating very quickly, mm-hmm. and you're paying $1,100 a month for four years, and you think that's a good plan? Versus, versus what, four to six months? You get in your emergency fund where it needs to be? Yes or no? Four to six yeah, months? I, I, I think you're correct. Yeah. I know. And now let's uh, do the push, right? Honestly, look at the look at the basic math of this. If you have seventy thousand dollars of cash, but you have sixty seven thousand dollars of debt, you don't really have seventy thousand dollars of cash. It's fake money. It's a fake feeling of, you know, it's just that basic uh, balance sheet, right? At the end of the day, you got $3,000 to your name. That's the truth of the matter. And that's the thing that you need to focus on. You don't have $70,000, Avery. You got $3,000. The money is costing you almost $1,500 a month. Oh, that makes my stomach hurt. I'm going to pause for a moment, (laughs) get some peps at AC, do commercials, and we'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague Jade Warshaw and uh, special, special guest. It gets two specials. If you were watching the show right now, you see a very, very cool-looking, handsome stud uh, to my left. left. And you're thinking, Ken would never, ever be able to hang out with somebody like that in real life. Some might call him a snack, Ken. Really? (laughs) I yeah. feel very weird about calling him a snack. I'll be honest. Well, Sam I can call him that. Jade's better half. I don't know if I'm supposed to Ooh, say that either. That's the first time I've ever been called the better half. I'm only doing half. it because you're on the show. No one believes for a second that, that. She's that the you're better the better half. But I believe you can call him a snack. Yes, I can. <laughs> but I, on the other hand, I'm going to stay away from that. 
Uh, but he's in here for a reason, and uh, you know we've been we've been hearing from you, the people, uh, about this economy that we're in, where people are making more money. Mm-hmm. But Jade, you know this: things cost a whole lot more money. Inflation Look, has been stubborn. Those grocery bills, uh, everything bills. Today's are prices a bit are higher. not yesterday's prices. That's exactly right. And so what we've seen, Jade, as a result of this, is we've seen the gig economy, mm-hmm. uh, which is a new way of saying the side hustle economy. Maybe I drive a little bit of Uber. I do some delivery. I do a lot of different things. We're seeing the freelance economy for white collar workers. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one example, maybe a programmer who can obviously do some high-end programming. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're getting contract work uh, through freelance because companies are uh, not as excited about offering a full-time salary when they can get you at a contract level. So all that said... The side hustle is a big search engine thing right now. People want to know, what can I do? How can I do it? Because I want some extra money. And so we were talking about this, and and this guy to my left, uh, he's a stud in a lot of ways, uh, but you guys figured out the side hustle thing, and he's got a really cool gig uh, as a side hustle. So I wanted you to set that up, and then I'm going to ask him how he got there because I think our team, our audience, can learn something from him. Yeah, people want to know how to do this, and you know, a lot of folks know our story. We paid off four hundred sixty thousand dollars of debt, and that wasn't just with our mm-hmm. you know day to day income. We did a lot of side hustles, and our mantra early on was instead of going. Now I'm not poo-pooing this because you do what you got to do but for us instead of going out and doing the ubers and the door dashes and the instacarts we were like i feel like we can take our skills and make more money doing things that we enjoy doing that are already um a commodity for other people we can offer services so it was anything from dog training to sam was designing websites and both of us were teaching lessons i did voice lessons sam did you know piano and guitar lessons and um out of that came this idea that hey like we can set our own hours we can make money and in during the pandemic you know everything was shut down us being an entertainment or thing was shut down and uh (laughs) sam came up to me he goes hey i know that we're watching every dollar right now but do you think that we can arrange for me to pull 170 dollars out of the budget because i have a side hustle that i want to invest in and I'm like, oh boy, you know, mm-hmm. everything's shut down. I'm like, you mm-hmm. want to do $170 for what? And he's like, Jade, I want to sell, I want to resell Jordans. Like As Jordan tennis shoes. Air Jordan sneakers if you're over 50. Tennis shoes if you're, I don't know if you call them shoes, basketball shoes. Sneakers. Sneakers, sneakers thank you. Oh, sneakers still works for the youngsters? That is what That's what the they're youngster, calling it? Yeah, tennis uh, shoes is a old show, guy. Show you how yeah. I, oh, so I flipped it. Yeah, you flipped it. Yeah, it shows you how <laughs> in touch I am with the youth. <laughs> so uh, so what did you think when he first throws at, I want to resell Air Jordans and Jordans and all this stuff? Look, I'm not... Sam can do anything. Like, he's, he's not a guy that lets you down. Like, he's a person who... Even if I don't know how to do it, Jade, I'm going to figure out how to do it. So when he said that, at first, because money was funny during the pandemic sure. i was like um at first i was like i don't know but then i was like you know what it's sam yes go so do you it. that's all you did yes you, you just said in sam i trust and in you sam, didn't I ask trust. questions okay so I, sam, no i was like come tell me when you make some money well right but i love that you didn't ask a bunch of questions like what's it going to cost what's your margins she didn't do any of that but well, you he's, would, a, he, he, he's savvy on he's that sharp. stuff so okay how did you get the idea this is what i want people to hear because you were doing lots of different things mm-hmm. and it comes to you all right I, I want to do this. I think I should do this. Okay, let me back up. I didn't come to you with the idea in 2020. I came in 2019, the end of 2019. And and I'm saying this because... Oh, this could get awkward. Uh, I don't know. 
Go ahead. Because in 2019, I I came with the idea. I said, hey, I need 170 bucks. I just want to try this. Yeah. And I I bought a pair of Jordans for retail and I sold them the next day for $900. I made like 750 bucks. Just, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. And so now fast forward to 2020, you know, for the next year or 18 months, I, I kept trying to do that over and over, basically like win the lottery. Okay. And that's not how it works. Right. And one day Jade and I were talking and she was like, dude, you're trying to be the hare, not the tortoise. And I realized that I just had struck lightning one time and then I really needed to figure out how this thing actually works. And that's when I really got into right. it. But now were you, why did you initially like the idea? Um, I've just, it's one of those things when I was a kid, I loved Jordans. Right. And I figured if I want to buy Jordans, what's a what's a better way to buy them without spending like right. your own yeah. normal budget money right. than resell them yeah. and spend that money? So instead of house flipping, you're a Jordan flipper. Yeah. That's what you I did. mean, on the side for fun. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So now we've got the right timeline. Yeah. All right. And so now she says you need to be the tortoise. What did that yeah. look like? So that looked like me going to, uh, so- I had like $800 in this account that I had made. I piddled it all away trying to right. figure out other things. What that looked like once I decided to be the tortoise, I basically had 170 bucks again. I'd go to Nike outlets and I'd buy anything that there was a profit margin on. Even if it was like $10. Yeah. If if I, I told myself, if I can make a 10% profit on mm-hmm. this shoe, I don't care if it's $5, that's a win. Right, and if I can make five dollars a hundred times, that's five hundred. So then bucks. you just started doing this, started stacking the money, and started now you stacking the money it out. Yes, I figured it out. The hard part, the discipline, is you can't spend any of that money. You just have to keep flipping it, keep flipping it, right. um, until you do have profit. Until you do have profit that you can pull out of it, you know, to right. then use. And the more profits you have, then you could buy a little bit more expensive shoe right. and then have higher margin. Exactly. So then I stopped going to the outlets. I started going to the retail stores. And, you know, a lot of people, what you'll see online is a lot of people are trying to um, uh, basically win these draws. Right. I was going to the mall, doing the hard work. Right. I went to the mall every day for 60 so, days straight. So give me a percentage. What kind of margins are you making now on Jordans? It just depends on the shoe, but... Well, it also depends on your customer because right. that's a big part is using your network. Yeah. Proximity principle Come kicked on. in big time. So, so now you I got went people from, coming to you. Yeah, I got a lot of people coming to me, and you know we're musicians, so I got a lot of artists and athletes, pro athletes and stuff coming to me, and so those shoes have a bigger margin, so I can make a hundred or two hundred percent on that. Do you shoe. guys mind? Can we share with the audience yeah. what kind of money you're making on the side just in this? When he within a within a year of him doing it, he was putting about five to five to seven hundred dollars on the budget every when month. I, when I start, like yeah. when it picked up, once it picks up, like I said, about, oh. about, about so a what year. are you making now? So uh, on on a on a good month, um, I mean, it varies. I don't push as hard as I once did because this was sustaining us through COVID. But uh, five to the most I've made in a month is seven thousand dollars. Flipping Jordans, folks. That's Come a, on, that's, a, that's over eighty thousand dollars a year for those of you that need a calculator. Uh, that's unbelievable money. <laughs> so uh, here's why we brought Sam in. I wanted this audience to see and hear the story. Here's what it started out with. Something that he was interested in. He's a creative guy, but he wasn't designing or doing this. He just simply going, I like shoes. I like the kicks. I think there's margin here. And he began to do it on a disciplined level after he figured out, I'm not going to strike gold. He stayed with it. 
Mm-hmm. He's now built a reputation and a clientele. Yeah. And he's figured out the fine print on how to do it right. We could go into deep detail of how you find the shoes, where you find the shoes, okay. which one. So here's what I want you to hear. The takeaway from Sam Warshaw is if you want to have a side hustle that you're willing to stick with and be disciplined, pick something that you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. You'll stick with it through the ups and the downs. Did yep. you say that's true? Mm-hmm. 100%. There you, it is. you stay excited about it. $80,000 flipping Jordans. Woo! Don't tell me you, yeah, you can the American do dream is not oh, no. alive and well. <laughs> My goodness. That's not a side hustle. That's a dream job for some of you. I love it. Don't move. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life, specifically your money, your work and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague Jade Warshaw. We're here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. Jade, we hear this, I feel like, every month when we uh, get together in our production meetings. We have new people joining us at enormous rates mm-hmm. and high numbers. YouTube and podcast numbers are going bananas. And and welcome to all of you who are new. You've stumbled upon a video or you got a podcast recommendation and you're here. And you're going to hear things like, baby steps and then the the individual baby steps and <laughs> you're gonna hear things intense. like gazelle intensity and rice and beans and beans rice you're going are these people nuts well that's still up for debate but <laughs> if you're new to the show we want to get you caught up on the money conversation that we're having where you fit in these seven baby steps that we teach that will get you to true financial peace and freedom. And so we have a site, uh, RamseySolutions.com. That's our main website, uh, RamseySolutions.com. And you'll see a get started button there. And just click on that. And just in a couple of minutes, we'll get you caught up and, and you'll see where you are on the journey so that you can join in in the conversation and uh, always know that we would love to take your call. We're here to coach you, to encourage you, 888-825-5225. Hannah is up next in Dayton, Ohio. Hannah, how can we help? Hi, I just have a question um, about regarding if my husband and I should keep our rental property. We lived in it for three years, and um, it's a duplex, and now we bought our own home. So we're just trying to see if we should sell it or keep it. So the duplex, do you have a mortgage on it? We do. How much is it? Um, a one, um, one hundred twenty-four thousand. One twenty-four k is what you owe on it. Uh, what's it worth? Do you know what the units would sell for? Um, we could probably get about two hundred k out of it. Okay. Um, and your current, you said you've got a second home. You're, you're you've already bought another house, or you're thinking about buying another house. No, we already bought another home. Oh, okay. Um, and you've rented out both sides of the duplex at this point. Um, we're not quite finished with closing yet on the other home, so we are still living in the duplex for right now until it closes. Okay. And what's the mortgage on the new house? Um, it will be um, three twenty-seven. Wow. And how much cash flow are you getting from the duplex, or um, do you hope about, to get from uh, it? So we have another renter lined up um, when we close. Um, so she'll start in August, and we'll get $2,200 a month. Hmm. Um, you know, if it were me in your situ- situation, I probably would have sold the duplex and taken that money and rolled it into the brand new house just so that you can go in with a massive down payment. I mean, you'd pay it off super fast because you wouldn't have any other payments. What's your income? 
be, um, uh, not including the duplex rental? Yeah, um, one thirty. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking, do I think you should sell the duplex? I'd probably get rid of it so that I could be debt free with my home even sooner. Do you have any other debt? No, just just the mortgages. Yeah, you know, for me, I'm every decision that I make is one one that's going to get me closer to financial peace. And for me, I'd probably get rid of this duplex. It's cash. I mean, the cash flow is nice if you can maintain that. But would I rather have $2,200 a month or would I rather have a paid for home that's worth $400,000? And I would rather have the paid for home that's worth $400,000. Then I can sell, save up. I can buy more real estate down the line in cash. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking, but everyone has been telling us we need to keep it. We need to keep it. And we could have it paid off. In because all they're years. seeing is monthly income. All they're seeing yeah. is you're making $2,200. They're not seeing the debt and they're not weighing that into their calculation. The risk of that, because all it takes, think about it. All it takes is something to go wrong with a renter, a renter not mm-hmm. paying, somebody moving out, somebody to, you know, breaking their lease. There's so many things. Then you've got the repairs to think of. Now you've got two properties that you're maintaining, both carry debt, and it's going to be so hard to cash flow all of that, not resort to HELOCs, not resort to credit cards. But when the property is paid for, you don't have that desperation where it's like, I've got to get a renter in here, right? I've got to get this fixed. So Yeah, that's what my husband and I have been like thinking. I'm like, because we have our car in case, like a car fund in case, uh, one of our cars goes kaput, but uh-huh. like, we may not, you know, if something happens to the rental, then that our car fund's gone and then yes. we would have to resort to loans in that way. And see, you understand it. Like, so yeah, Hannah, we, Hannah, you and your husband are on the same page that you should sell the duplex. I know. Everyone and that's is what, telling us not to. Who's everyone? Let me talk to him. Yeah. Well, here's the- <laughs> our, our realtor says... We won't. I don't want to sell your rental property because get, you get a new realtor. Get a new realtor. Listen, yeah, and you can all the you could. There's always properties to buy. All right. There's always gonna if you guys decide you want to get into this later on, it's gonna be there. And tell your realtor that. Look, well, there'll be other houses to sell and buy. You'll be all right, right? I know. I know. It just sounds like a hassle. Like we are 25 and 26, and we want to travel and yes, girl. Okay. What's things. the duplex worth if you um, sold it today? We could probably get it easily for two hundred. That's what our realtor said. Okay, and what do you owe on it again? One twenty four. So we could profit about fifty to sixty. That's how much would you love to get an infusion of fifty to sixty thousand dollars at this point in your life? Oh my gosh, it would be amazing. Okay, Hannah, listen. That's your answer. Hannah, listen, 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 listen. It's you and your husband's life. It's your budget. It's your dreams. It's not, no one else gets a vote. So stop worrying about what everybody else says and what they're going to think. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm not getting on you here. I'm trying to set you free to do what you two believe you should do because you know it's right. And Jade and I are agreeing that you guys are right. It's the right decision financially and it's the right decision for you to emotionally and where you are at stop worrying what other people are going mm-hmm. to say your friends and family and your realtor when you decide to do what you want to do it doesn't matter what they think and oh by the way once you tell them what you guys are going to do then they'll just shake their head roll their eyes make whatever snide comment or right. not say anything at all and then they'll move on to their life and they don't care what you are doing so you should stop caring about what they think you understand what i'm saying 
Yeah, absolutely. The news cycle on that is going to last 10 seconds and then everybody's going to go back to what they were doing before. They're going to go, what? Hannah and them sold their duplex? So true. <laughs> and then they're going to go eat a chicken sandwich for dinner. That's right. Just like that. Tell your realtor that he or she has 24 hours to get a sign in the front yard of the duplex or you're going to get a realtor who will sell it. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's right there, Ken. Who wants the commission on Who's this? Who's working for who? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, have we forgot roles here? Hannah, Hannah, you've got good instincts. You and your husband have good instincts. Do what you know to do. Pocket that 50K. Hey, if you don't have any other debt in the world, you can roll it into this house. You're going to be debt-free before you know it. Call us back. Matter of fact, come down here and see us in the lobby when you pay that house off. It's just reframing. But actually, they didn't need reframing. She and her husband are on board. It's yeah. just the power of peers. Peer pressure. I think this is so important to talk about. Mm-hmm. People that we we really like and love, those would be your friends, family. Yep. And then you got people that you respect, like a realtor who's been good to you, mm-hmm. and they're a pro. And they're the pro. Yeah, they're and the so professional. They're like, they can yeah. sway us. It's funny. I mean, I think that when it comes to all of this stuff, can money, managing your money, getting out of debt, how you're managing your money, the best freedom that you can have is when you stop caring what people think when it's just like hey my neighbor can go fly a kite if he thinks that i should be renovating my house he can go fly a kite i don't have the cash to do that right now you know the guy at work he's been asking me yeah you still driving that jalopy right he can go kick rocks right you know what i'm saying you got to stop caring what these people think and uh that's when you hit that tree that true freedom yeah well you know it's it's just reframing to say that wait a second what we've done with this duplex is really really smart we Mm -hmm. sold it and we're taking that cash and putting it down on our house, our okay. first home. Yeah. Which now we don't have a nuisance if we want to travel. We don't have to worry right. about some renter calling me up going, uh, the faucet is stuck. Right. That's yeah. not even a phrase, by the way. I don't think faucets get stuck. But, you, you but get they're tied point. down when they have you that that point. property. They, yeah. They're they not going to go travel around the world for months on oh, end with Hannah, a duplex. Hannah, Hannah, do what you and your hubs want to do. You guys are right. So fun. All right, Jade. Good hour. Thanks, as always, my friend, for being on the show with me. She's so good. And uh, thanks to James and the entire crew for keeping us on the air. America, this is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.